Hi and welcome to Woodside Weekly, bite-sized, digestible, authentic English, straight to your inbox. Quick fixes. When we compare modern day life with the past, I think we can almost certainly say that we've become more image conscious than ever before. And this is probably thanks to shifts in society and the excessive use of social media and our constant access to photos, both taking and scrutinising them. We all want to look our best, and that desire has set the bar quite high. Some folks spend countless hours at the gym, munching on broccoli and sipping water, and even hesitating to enjoy themselves. Now, looking after ourselves is undoubtedly important, but for some it's taken to an extreme. Then there's the other extreme, The ones who wake up late one June morning, realising that their body is far from beach body ready, and they desperately search for a quick fix. So that's where the world of crash diets enters into the equation. They promise miraculous weight loss, like shedding five kilos in just three days. But realistically, we all know how that ends. So this week, I'm going to be talking to you about the history of dieting and rapid weight loss. You might be surprised by what I've uncovered. Now before we continue, here is some useful vocabulary that I've just used. A quick fix, which is the title of today's episode, means a quick solution. To shed means to get rid of. Now it's normally used when we're talking about losing something, often referring to losing weight or disposing of unnecessary items. For example, a snake can shed its skin. So we normally use it with old skin, clothes, losing weight or disposing of items. And the other expression is to set the bar high. That means to establish very high standards or expectations for something. And that often implies something that's challenging or demanding. And there needs to be a certain level of performance or achievement to set the bar high. Going back in time. It seems to be wired into our brains that we should look a certain way, and people through the ages have come up with ways to adapt their bodies to certain fashions. Throughout history, there have been times when being thin was fashionable, and also being more on the plump side of the spectrum. What a relief that must have been. If we go back as far as the Egyptians, they believed that certain foods held the key to the perfect body. One of their things was mixing honey and vinegar to help shed the pounds and be in tip-top condition. In ancient Greece, Pythagoras fully advocated a vegetarian diet, which to some extent is still a valid contribution to modern-day diets. The Renaissance is the period in history where there was a huge shift in the concept of beauty. Pale pink skin and plump bodies were all the rage. It was fashionable to be chubby. However, in order to get the perfect skin colour, people often resorted to taking toxic substances in the name of vanity. Then, in the 20th century, there was a huge amount of fad diets and they were cropping up everywhere. Some of them were totally absurd, and to even think that people have tried them 
makes me question the future of humankind. So before we continue to look into some of those fad diets throughout history, here's a couple of words and expressions that I used. So to be all the rage means to be extremely popular or fashionable at a particular time. So it's often used to describe trends or styles. To be all the rage. To crop up. To crop up means to appear or occur unexpectedly or suddenly. So it wasn't previously premeditated or anticipated. To crop up. And also I used two words which are synonyms for fat. They were plump and chubby. Plump and chubby. Would you like to practice your English in a fun, dynamic and comfortable environment? Then why not join one of Woodside English's speaking clubs? If you'd like to find out more, then please send an email to woodsideenglishonline at gmail.com. So let's go on now to take a look at some of the craziest 20th century diets I could come across. If you take a look back, you'll find all kinds of miraculous diets. But here I'm going to highlight some of the ones that surprise me the most. Now the first on the list, without a shadow of a doubt, is the tapeworm diet. This diet dates back to the early 20th century. And it's where people would swallow a live tapeworm larvae. Now a tapeworm is a parasite that lives off the contents of people's stomachs or the animals' stomachs. So they would swallow a live tapeworm larvae, which would hatch out into their stomachs. The tapeworm would then consume the food in their stomachs, and therefore the people would lose weight. But what actually happened too was they would become malnourished and probably get some serious infections. So do not try this at home, folks. Luckily, it's no longer a thing. Now to swallow means to move food or liquid from your mouth into your stomach by using your throat muscles. It's a basic function of eating and drinking. So they swallowed the tapeworm larvae. To hatch. This is what happens when you have an egg and the little chick, for example, hatches out of the egg. So it breaks through the eggshell and is born. So when the larvae hatched out into their stomachs, it came out of its cocoon or whatever and was free to be in the person's stomach. And I finished off by saying it's no longer a thing. That means that it's no longer popular or fashionable. So swallowing tapeworm larvae is no longer a thing. Now this one, the following one, is the air diet. Now, I'm actually chuckling to myself while thinking about this. This is one of the most ridiculous things I have ever heard. Apparently, this diet is based on the idea that humans can solely survive with air and sunlight. It even has a name. It's called breatharianism. So I'm not a vegan or a vegetarian. I'm a breatharian. Now, breatharians absorb, apparently, all the nutrients they need from the air. Now, call me sceptical, but I don't know how that can be possible in this day and age with so much pollution. I think this diet's days are numbered. So, to chuckle. I'm chuckling to myself while thinking about this. It means to laugh in response to something that's mildly funny or amusing. To chuckle. It's a quiet form of laughter. Now, if I say... This diet's days are numbered. 
it means that they have a limited amount of time before it ends. Now, the next diet was the cigarette diet. Did you know that in the early 1930s, the cigarette companies latched on to the marketing idea that cigarettes were an appetite suppressant and therefore were absolutely brilliant for keeping your hunger at bay? Don't worry about your lungs, you know, they can get destroyed as long as you're thin. To latch on to, so the, the cigarette companies latched on to the marketing idea that that means to adapt an attitude to gain benefit. Now to keep something at bay, as I said previously, to keep something at bay, keep hunger at bay, it means to prevent something or hold off. So during the pandemic, we used face masks to try and keep the virus at bay. Now this next one is called the Sleeping Beauty Diet. This actually may be Brad Pitt's perfect diet. If you don't understand that reference, Brad Pitt apparently loves sleeping, in case you didn't know. Now this diet involves taking sleeping pills in order to sleep for a long period of time. The theory behind it is that if you're sleeping for long periods of time, you can't be eating and therefore you will lose weight. Now obviously the potential health risks of being constantly sedated were obviously not taken into account when this diet was thought up. Now next we have the cotton wool ball diet. The cotton balls, yes those cotton balls that we use to take off our makeup. People have gone to the extreme in the past of swallowing cotton wool balls in order to lose weight. Absolute madness. Doesn't matter that cotton wool balls were not meant for human consumption. They were just dipped in a liquid such as juice, for example, and swallowed. And the idea behind it is that it suppresses your hunger. Now, if I say cotton wool balls are not meant for, to not be meant for, means that they're not designed for or they're not intended for. So cotton wool balls were not meant for human consumption. The cabbage soup diet. This was around in the 1980s. You may have heard of it. It's quite a popular one. So this one consists of making a watery grey cabbage soup and consuming nothing else for days on end. What a sad existence. It does apparently lead to weight loss, but it's no wonder if you're not taking any nutrients at all. And then finally, the baby food diet. This has actually come up again in the last few years, and it's just as the title suggests. You only eat jars of baby food, and you shed pounds. It's no wonder it works. You're eating very few calories. It's no wonder. What does that mean? It's no wonder. It means it's no surprise. So which of these diets do you find the most absurd? Can you believe that some people actually tried some of these bizarre approaches to weight loss? If you know any other crazy diets from the last century or have any dieting stories to share, I'd love to hear from you. It's clear that throughout history, people have been willing to go to extreme lengths to achieve their ideal bodies. While some of these diets may seem comical now, it's actually quite a good idea to remind ourselves of the importance of approaching weight loss and health with balance and focus on sustainable, healthy practices. So in the future, we will explore modern day dieting trends. But until then, when it comes to diet and health, the most effective and lasting changes 
often involve a combination of good choices, balanced eating and regular physical activity. And finally today, I just wanted to talk to you about a common mistake when talking about diets. It's very unusual for native English speakers to say to do a diet. Normally in English, we say to follow a diet, to go on a diet, that's when you first start. I'm going on a diet on Monday. Or what we normally use is to be on a diet. I'm on a diet at the moment. And just to finish off, a couple of jokes for you. Let's see if you understand them. I'm on the seafood diet. I see food and eat it. And I keep trying to lose weight, but it keeps finding me. And that's all for this week. Thanks very much for listening to Woodside Weekly. I'll be back again next week with more. If you did enjoy the podcast, then please remember to like and share. Thanks for listening.